the best time of the day show. I'm fascinated by tattoos. I don't have them myself, but I'm promising myself that maybe when I get to 65, I might have a, a tattoo. I don't exactly know. I, I spoke to the dark lady about it. She's uh, sort of in tune with this thing. Because when I got to uh, 60, I had my first earring. Um, and see that whole growing old disgracefully sort of thing. And uh, also, it psyched out the kids. Have you seen what they've done? earrings so the idea that I have a tattoo would be a good idea uh, but we don't know what to have I want a comedy one I wanted a Popeye anchor maybe on my forearm or maybe a heart with mum written underneath but uh, the dark lady isn't having any of that but it started me thinking about, about tattoos because over the years you know it's, it's now body art isn't it but in the old days it was just fun things or it was told you something about the person or the personality I can still remember being uh, in a in a sort of cafe once, and there was a uh, I don't know whether it is these days how how you can actually couch it. Well, I just have to be bold and just have to come out. There was a woman there who had very large breasts. Okay, so so she had very large breasts. And obviously, this woman was extremely proud of them because she had sort of a you know a, the low cut frock on, everything like that. So she's showing uh, her magnificent uh, appendage. What's it? on bon point or balcon or whatever and uh, so for absence of any doubt whatsoever she'd had tattooed on one of them 38 and on the other one double d so you knew exactly what you were looking or trying not to look at uh, another uh, tattoo i thought which actually did make me laugh out loud because it was just sort of thing you know one of the, that may have seemed like a really good idea at the time but somehow it doesn't quite work in the execution because we have, a lot of people had go for the, uh, uh, the, the the tattoo at the base of the spine. And uh, I was walking on the street once, and there was a young lady uh, pushing a child in a pram. And as she leant into the pram to see if the child was all right, the back of her T-shirt came up, and in gothic script, aggressive gothic script, it obviously had the name of her partner, the father. And it said, Derek. And, of, and all names that probably were, don't work in gothic script, Derek is probably one of them. And the other one uh, was told to me by a, a, a gay friend of mine who uh, <laughs> met... Look, if you're a nervous disposition, look away now. Uh, was actually uh, in a bar once and uh, hooked up with somebody and uh, went home. And uh, as they got down to it, he noticed... He also had this, his new uh, paramour also had a tattoo at the base of his spine where in Gothic script it simply read, Harder. Everybody remembers certain school teachers with fondness as well as the ones you can't abide. And my history teacher was a lovely, lovely man and massively eccentric, which is probably why I liked him so much. And um, he was just known as Storky because he had a, he did have a very long neck. His name was Storky and uh, he was great. Um, and one of his eccentricities was he signed everything in mauve ink. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen mauve ink and with a fountain pen. And so, therefore, he had all this mauve ink. And uh, he was so all your exercise books, etc., cetera, we marked in mauve ink. Not like, you know, people putting a red pen through things in fury. So you had to read his notes fairly carefully to find out whether he was furious with you or just fairly benign or complimentary, dependent, because it was all in mauve ink. And it was quite, uh, it's quite his sort of uh, his style, really, to have this mauve ink. Other than that, it was his only, I think, probably his only um, joy in some way. I remember him saying to us, I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I deplore women. But he had this mauve ink to fall back on. 
And I can remember before I left school, him saying, they're stopping making the mauve ink, you know. Oh, no. What do you, I don't know whether I can. I've written to them. And then he said a few weeks later, great news. What's that? I've bought the last two gallons. So he bought two gallons. And there in his study was a great big plastic butt of mauve ink. This was 1974, I suppose, uh, when I left. And there he was busy scribbling away with mauve ink. And sadly, shortly after that, he died. So somebody, you know, I don't know what his will said, because he had no descendants as such. So if he had immediate close family, I don't know. Or maybe they're all at the funeral thinking, oh, God, one of us is going to get that butt full of mauve ink or somewhere in a cupboard somewhere even all these years later maybe a slightly dried out container of maybe a gallon and a half left of mauve ink it seems a shame that after all that effort to secure the world's last two gallons of mauve ink he didn't have the pleasure of using it i don't know about you but um everybody is given a name and and they either like it or they loathe it. Uh, I've got a whole selection of different names. Um, and uh, Alexander Norman Charles Phillips Lester, which is quite a lot. We had a big family and my dad didn't want to upset anybody, I think is the answer. And so therefore, that's why I had them all. And uh, when you're, a, you know, you're eight or whatever, Alex. <sighs> there weren't many kids called Alex, you know, only called Brian or something like that. But no. And you know, Norman. Also, my handwriting was so bad, I actually had to try, you know, they'd say, fill out your full name. Oh, crying out loud, really? It took ages. Uh, whereas, you know, if you were just called Brian, Brian Lester or whatever, they'd been absolutely fine, but no. Uh, and also Norman. You know, that's a name that doesn't, you know, was old hat, you know, in the 17th century, frankly. I can remember saying to my my godfather, you know, for goodness sake, you know, why? I, named, he was named, I was named after my grandfather. Why on earth did there anyone think that Norman would be a great name for somebody? Like, you know, for goodness sake, I'm carrying this thing around like a, you know, like a sort of millstone around my neck. And my godfather, who was only about five foot tall, said to me, <coughs> Oh, God, sorry, Uncle Norman, uh, because I'd forgotten his name was because he was just my godfather. I'd forgotten his name was Norman. But he, you know, he suited Norman. I don't think I'd ever suit Norman. But my grandfather, Norman, didn't suit uh, his real name either, because, in fact, his first name, I didn't find out until long after he'd gone, that his first name he hated so much that he actually had it removed by deed poll. And my grandmother, if they ever had an argument, would always call him by this name, which would actually send him into a paroxysm of rage. So if you're called Godfrey, do you like it? He hated it with a passion. So when I was at school, you have this thing about trying to find your identity. You're a teenager, trying to find your identity. Who are you? You know, what? what's your style, all right? But of course, at the same time, we know that if you're 14, you're just part of a tribe. You're all part of the same sheep. And so therefore, we all like prog rock back then. And one of the bands that was doing the rounds was Curved Air curved over there with their seminal album air conditioning and we all fancied sonia christina the singer but it had a violist daryl way and my friend dave decided that he wasn't going to be called dave any longer he was going to be called daryl you know i've reminded him of this uh, this and uh, he now lives out in italy so he has a permanent tan if i mention daryl you can see him going pink underneath the tan because he's so embarrassed about it it was a sort of nine day wonder dave being called daryl but it was fabulous because he refused to answer unless he was called daryl and his mum calling him for tea david david i'm not coming down david 
Tea time. Oh, Cardiff. You know what I is? Daryl. On my way, Mum. And yeah, it was ridiculous. But I don't know whether, how, at what point he stopped being called, or insisting being called Daryl. Was it quietly dropped one day? You know, it's rather like um, uh, someone I know whose daughter was uh, came back from uh, school one day and decided she was a pescatarian, would only eat fish. That is until the following Saturday when she smelt bacon sandwiches. So it didn't last very long. So Dave became Daryl, then became Dave. But now, of course, he's in his 60s. He is David. The best time of the day show is back Monday. Please, please stay. Best time of the day show is a loading zone production. La di da.